0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLane
1: and I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and McLane podcast, presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and MacLane. And you know what Mac? I didn't even realize I was wearing orange, so that's not really on purpose. But um, if you're not watching on YouTube, first of all, you should be. And second of all, Mac is wearing a Florida State shirt that, Mac, I think you're going to have to wear a lot from what I've heard with the bet. I saw you already wore it on TV. I think you have to wear a Florida State letter jacket next week. I mean, that's tough.
0: I uh, sang the fight song. You need to go oh, check I that out. That. I saw that.
1: You did a good sport. job with that. You're a good sport.
0: Appreciate that. Um, you know what's funny is I had no clue how to sing it. And EJ was, like, trying to, to kind of teach it to me. And then of course I hear it one time. I'm not gonna be able to, to recite it. And then these like Knoll fans, you know, they're they're appreciative that I did it and I kept my word or whatever. But they're like, dude, this is so offbeat. And I was like, sorry, I've never heard it before. Yeah. I have no idea. The only
1: FSU fight song that the only thing I could think of would be no 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 na. Like they should have decided you do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, and then of course I have to just bring this up again. Listen, we've been doing this for five football seasons. Florida State and Clemson have been on very significant different levels. Correct. And all of a sudden, Florida State gets equal, and this bet ramps up to all these different things. I don't know where this was when we won by 50 points or FSU forfeited. I don't know where that was. (laughs) Okay, Um,
1: okay, okay.
0: You know, whatever. We We are here
1: to give FSU their credit (laughs) and to talk about all the things that went wrong for Clemson and the rest of these games. Before we dive into that, Mac, here's the thing. As a fan these days, I don't care if you're a fan of Clemson, if you're a fan of Virginia Tech, if you're a Virginia fan, if you're a Wake fan, you can't control the game, Boston sure. College. You can't control the outcome. But you know what you can control, Mac? You can control that you win the tailgate. That's what you can control. And I, we won the tailgate on Saturday. All right. So at least we got a win, uh, myself and my friends. And I made that buffalo chicken dip. Um, A video is uh, we're recording this Sunday morning. So Sunday evening, you'll see the video. It was delish, big hit. And we won the tailgate. And that's all you can control if you're a fan Mac and you win the tailgate
0: with Ingles. Hey, look, you did your part. I'm proud of you. I'm excited to see this video. Uh, Before we jump into this, let's get to a message real quick from our friends over at Ingles.
1: It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingalls-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space, and
0: your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
1: Mac, let's dive into the game that everyone's talking about right now. Number four, Florida State defeats Clemson 31-24 to in overtime in Death Valley. They break all these streaks. They beat Clemson for the first time since 2014. Um, they beat Clemson for the first time in Death Valley since, what was it? I don't even know. 13. 13? Oh, 2013, duh. <laughs> I do know that game. And uh, Clemson's first conference loss at home since Pittsburgh in 2016 all these streaks, right? Florida State remains. They're going to remain in the top five, and and their season, and uh, a perfect season, stays alive for the Noles. Yeah, they might be number one. So I think, you know, let's just start with what happened, Mac. We called this, and it's not, I'm not going to tap ourselves in the back because Clemson just keeps doing this. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. The turnover where Cade was sacked, the scoop and score for Florida State, completely and utterly changed the game. Clemson was probably going to go up at least 10, maybe 14. And so that's a ten or fourteen point swing the other way, massive. Florida State made it happen. That was a massive sack by Deloach, and FSU scores. Give FSU credit. But you said it, Mac. There's gonna be a play in this game. Most likely a turnover that is going to change the game, and that's what happened.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it's when when you're playing a game of this magnitude, that's just kind of how it goes. You know, when, when when you're playing where teams are so evenly matched. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of again streaks, as you said, kind of mental hurdles. Mm-hmm. Uh, an away team playing against a, a nuts crowd, which you were there and you said that environment was the you know,
1: environment just, was really, really, really good, really
0: loud game, for a noon game, which is yeah. it's great and awesome. Um, so it comes down to you know just a couple plays, yes. and it always does. You know, in, in games like this, especially you know one score games, and you know, unfortunately, that was it, and it happened you know to Clemson, and and it's so funny, KG, even. Um, you know, you and I going back and forth on this before and, and just hearing different people in Twitter, of course, all the great coaches that are out there on Twitter. Um, we, we have no clue. Like, a lot of people are mad at Moffa. A lot of people are mad at Cade, you know, whatever, for that sack fumble. And To be quite frank, without us being in that meeting room, we have no clue. I, I don't know if that was Maffa's guy. It, to me, it looked like he was looking left the whole time. Yeah. By that kind of design makes me think that Cade has to throw hot off that guy. And uh, you just never saw him. And it was a perfect hit. The way he disguised it, I mean, DeLoach literally came from eight yards deep and just yeah. head sprint missile, uh, straight, you know, head to ball, uh, right on the shoulder was a beautiful hit. Um, and then the ability to, to pick it up, scoop and score from. However, many sixty yards out was just yeah. That's
1: that's so hard to do, right, Mac? I mean, you have to have the wherewithal. The ball's out. Where is it? Yeah. Grab it. Go. It's yeah. it's impressive.
0: Well, and, and you know, it's it's what's crazy is everybody was clearing out, you know, on this passing tree. So there's nobody yeah. around, that's right? And it, it wasn't just jump on the ball. I mean, you saw three Noles try to scoop and score. Like they're thinking points. They're not thinking just get the yeah. ball. Uh, they they want to score, and that's exactly what they did there. So. A massive play that that totally changed the game, just sucked the momentum back in. Uh, cause Clemson was about to go ahead by two touchdowns. I mean, they were on yeah. what, the 40 yard line, their plus yardage, maybe a little more.
1: No, even more because Moffa just had that huge run. I mean, Mac, it's it sucked the air out of that stadium. Yeah,
0: I can't imagine completely. Oh man. Imagine. So, you know, that that was something that you and I talked about. And, and we knew that unfortunately that's what it probably was gonna come down to. Either team, I didn't know who it was gonna happen to or what was gonna happen. Um, but it, it, it's been a trend you know, for Clemson these last you know, handful of games uh, when they do lose. And, and so it's something that, again, the attention to detail, the margin of error is razor thin in, in this type of deal and, and when you're playing in these type of games.
1: Yeah, and, and you still had a chance to win it afterwards. You, of course, missed the field goal, which everyone knows that story. I know I, I didn't watch the broadcast, but I, they were talking about it so much on the broadcast. So you missed that field goal. And, Mac, when you look at the the box score, You outgame Florida State by over 100 yards. You have nine more first downs. You hold Florida State to 22 rushing yards. That was really interesting. FSU could not run the ball at all. You have the ball for nearly 35 minutes, and you lose. I think the turnover, of course, was one of the main reasons. But also just in the big moments, there were kind of some bonehead mistakes. Can you explain on that third and one in overtime? People are mad at Cade. People are mad. at, But he has the option to check out of the run. So what do you think happened there?
0: yeah um you know first of all I, I do want to address the kick because oh yeah go ahead you know really leading into the kick I have issues with kind of all of it so again Clemson driving like marching down the field calling some aggressive plays, moving the ball, and then gets to you know like the the eleven twelve whatever it was yard line, and it was like
1: uh less conservative be, Let's yeah.
0: be careful and which I think that that loses you football games and and it wasn't even the conservative. It was a little weird. Like, the the fake double reverse pass was strangely timed. Um, total whiff by the right tackle. Defensive end almost hits Cade right in the face. Almost picks it. Um, yeah. And I was just like, what is that? And then you got a quarterback draw. You're not giving it to Moffer or, or Shipley, you know, your best players. Not forcing it downfield. So, I thought that the the conservative nature of that was strange. To put all that pressure on a young man – who literally has been at the beach for a year, right. who's been on the team for four days. Uh, I mean, one. He had, his, he had
1: gone three for three with field goals and extra points.
0: I, I just, I don't. I, but Yeah. He just
1: joined the team five days ago. Like not a, you don't really want to put the game in his hands.
0: Not a, not a good idea. I didn't think. And then of course misses it. Um, I thought that that was crazy. And then over time, um, Here's the deal. And and a lot of people, again, are mad at Kate about this. And he's in his fifth start. He's a young guy. If you call an RPO read, screen read, he's going to do what he's practiced his entire career. If he looks to the left and sees there are two defensive backs and three Mm -hmm. wide receivers, his entire career he's been told, throw the ball. Yep. If you don't want him to throw the ball – do not call that. Do not tag it. Why would you ever do that? Why would it? Why would I ever even want that action over there? And then, number two, why would I want a 230 pound ride, wide receiver catching the ball, not blocking? Why wouldn't I want Tyler Brown, who's our shiftiest, Howard, look at me. I'm getting upset. The shiftiest receiver Clemson has had in a long time, like 20 yeah. different guys. Why wouldn't you want the ball? He was great, by the way. Was great. Why wouldn't you want the ball in his hand and let that 230-pound guy block? It makes no all of that makes absolutely no sense. Totally on the coaches, in my opinion. They're the ones being paid millions of dollars. Uh, they're the ones that are making that decision. Run the football. And you even see Coach Sweeney say, We needed one yard. Don't call it. And again, don't know if he called that. Don't know if Riley called it. Don't know anything about that. But don't put a young kid in that position. That's not a fourth-year veteran. That's a fifth year game player. It's just, it it was a horrible decision. And then of course on the fourth down, I think it got tipped. Could you tell it it got tipped before it got to Boca?
1: I think it did. Yes.
0: And the game's over. And and that's what I guess is the most frustrating part to me is, is, and again, of course, this is a Clemson person saying this. It felt like Clemson lost. It did not feel like FSU won. It It did. Yeah. Clemson put itself in the worst possible situation to to win the game, they didn't put themselves in a position to win the game. So I think that's why it was so frustrating. And again, KG, this is this is from more of a fan perspective for me that when I look at it and I switch the hat and I put on the analyst hat, this was by far not even close. The best that I've ever seen Clemson play for sure in the last two and a half years like they, they're played at such a high level ran the ball effectively, threw the ball effectively, K. Dyson them up, made great decisions all day. And then it just stinks that it comes to this one little point that you would hope that people would put a young man in a better situation. So I think that if if you can take away the emotion, which is hard to do in this moment, maybe by Wednesday or Friday you can, I think that we saw Clemson play out of his mind, play really, really well. And how can they build on it? So if you want to be mm-hmm. positive, how can they win the rest of the games this year? And now I think you're in a tough spot, too, if you're Clemson, because the ACC championship is not in your control. You, you have to have a lot happen. A lot of people lose. you
1: got to stay motivated. That's on the coaches, too. That's going to be a challenge for them.
0: Hard. It's going to be hard. And, uh, you know, how can those leaders step up? We, we, we It's almost like that Tim Tebow moment where you have somebody stepping up saying you'll never see a team be more dedicated than us because you have to, if not, who knows what could happen. The rails could fall off because there's some really good teams that you have to play coming up very quickly.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, Syracuse is, is licking their chops with that. Mac, I think the way you explained that Cade play was really, really good just to kind of give us a little more insight there. But, and we've said this too, at some point it's no longer fluky. It's kind of who you are that one of these big mistakes is going to happen and Clemson has to get over that hurdle. But to your point, if you're just looking at it from a pure football perspective, this is the best game that Clemson has played in a pretty long time. And I thought the defense also, if not for kind of that first drive after the half, which by the way, no fans were back for that drive. So that was interesting because Clemson, you can pass out and go back to your tailgate. A lot of that stadium was pretty empty on that first drive. People, everyone came back eventually, but that was interesting if not for a few drives, this defense overall looked pretty good. And we're going to get to the Florida State side of this, I promise. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I think you can take a lot of positives from Clemson's defense too, Mac. The secondary, I thought that's the best game the secondary had played in quite some time.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about it. And, and I mean, the, the way that they were playing, um, I mean, not lockdown, but lockdown, like I understand that Johnny and, and uh, you know.
1: Keon made two guys, massive uh, plays. Yeah, and,
0: and – you know, when you look at him, he was kind of running free. I mean, he got lost in the sauce. There was one where he had this nice, big, long – it wasn't a bender, but it kind of was. And I don't know what Nate Wiggins was doing. I don't know if it was man-to-man, but he kind of dropped out. I think he saw somebody go vertically, so he left him. So Keon's just, you know, butt naked for, you know, 38 yards downfield, wide open. Uh, and literally, the way it happens, Johnny was running something. Johnny turns into a lead blocker instantly. Um that was just a great play by them. And then another – I can't remember the other big pass that he had outside of – The
1: one – there's there's a play, and I, I've seen it kind of slow mode on Twitter where – I think this was the overtime touchdown – where he almost hesitates for a second.
0: Oh, it's like a – yeah, it's like a, a shooter coming off a – yes. Street.
1: It was, may, it. It gave me shooter vibes, like coming off a curl or something where you kind yes. of hesitate, yes. and then he cuts across the middle. And Clemson just—it was well done by Florida State. Clemson just lost him.
0: Yeah, that that was uh, that was in regulation. That was his first touchdown. The, the, oh, okay, the time. I'm trying. I'm getting
1: it all mixed up. Yeah,
0: it was a basketball player going to get an alley oop? So he—I mean, great plays, but you know, you probably expected those guys to make more. You know, based yeah, on I I did from Clemson historically, and thought they did they, they did great. Both those guys, you know, five catches each. Jaheim Bell had three catches for, like, 20 yards. You know, I thought that Clemson had a great plan defensively, got after Jordan Travis, sacked him, you know, I think three times, maybe two or three times, pressured him a ton. I thought Xavier Thomas played his best game of his Mm -hmm. career. Um, And those guys made it difficult. Linebackers flying around, Axeman. And, again, to hold them, if you would have told me, uh, you know, Saturday morning FSU's only going to have 22 rushing yards, I would say Clemson won by maybe a lot because uh, they weren't able to go. And it's it's so similar to that Duke game. If you tell me Riley Leonard doesn't have a passing touchdown, I think Clemson blows him out. And, uh, you know, it's just not the case. You know, teams finding a way to win. So very encouraged by that. Again, I know the scoreboard, not what Clemson fans want to hear maybe right now. But again, I think you should be encouraged by your team. Maybe now we talk about Florida State.
1: <laughs> Let, let's talk about the Seminoles because to have a great season, to have a playoff type season, win the league, you have to find ways to win because you're not going to have your A game every single time. You're just not. And on the road, it's even more difficult. Florida State played a lot better than they did at BC. They didn't make any mistakes, no turnovers in that regard. Still not its best game. But, and Mac, you made this point about BC. Last year, they lose the BC game. Last year, they probably lose this game. Yeah. But there's something about the leadership, just making enough plays, almost have a kind of team of destiny type feel. And Jordan Travis stuck in there. They didn't get the ball a lot in the first half. Jordan Travis was kind of just sitting on the sideline. He did not make mistakes. And in the second half, when his team needed him, he made the plays that you needed. He looked like, and we talked about this too. He looked like the veteran. Jordan Travis was not going to be rattled.
0: Yeah. And and it it takes that, right? Like to, to learn hard lessons in a win is an amazing opportunity. It is an amazing thing. And now, two weeks in a row, Florida State has had to find a way. How can we do it? Whatever it takes, let's find a way to win. If that's you know being up twenty-one and then having to rally to finish a game. If it's being down by a touchdown and they're driving and my goodness, we're about to be down fourteen. What can we do? Defense makes a, a crazy play, and then everything you said about Jordan Travis. I mean, that dude is. So good, so freaky. And again, going against that environment, going against these werewolves on defense, and just staying in there time and time again. Uh, you know, delivering strikes, delivering big plays. He's a special dude. These these players are special. the, the confidence and culture that Coach Norvell yeah. has built so fast is uh, it's just fun to watch. It really is. And uh, you know, for us, obviously covering this league as a whole, um, to, to have a team in the fight. Right now, we still have a handful. You know, it, think about this in years. Game day's going to Duke, Mac. Hey, think, think about this in years past. If, if Clemson is struggling, it's like the season's over. It's like, well, okay, no postseason for us. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of opportunity. And, obviously, Florida State is is well in front of that charge leading the way. Um, but I, I thought that they looked like, again, that team of destiny where, where they found it, they got it done. Um, and for Jordan to become the all-time leading touchdown scorer for Florida State, I thought was – Maybe not poetic justice, but it was it was very epic, hero like the way that it happened. Walk off in in overtime uh, to 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 win the game there, and they're they're just they're a great team. They're a very good team, and and you can't make mistakes if you want to beat them. Will be interesting how do they rally? Because this is it, it's not quite like NC State a couple of years ago when they won at home, but it is this like big peak yeah. your journey like there's other but they
1: mountains. have a bye week they have a bye week this week you get a
0: rest you get a chill you get to get back yeah. together but it is kind of this mountain peak that you got to knowing there's others ahead how do they get back to that climb kind of to steal their mantra there and you know put their head down and, and understand that at the end of the day if you want to win a national championship this is just a blip on your on your your schedule this is just mm-hmm. a small thing which you celebrated all that but we got to keep going we got to go to what's next uh, you you get this recovery. I'm pulling up their schedule now. And we've got Virginia Tech. You know, you've got them back home. You've got three home games in a row.
1: Three in a row, yeah.
0: Continue to channel that. Uh, you've got a really good Syracuse team then a really good Duke team. Um, so challenge is still far and wide for this team. But the poll hasn't come out yet. But, I, again, I think this team has solidified themselves as the number one team in the country. Who has better wins? Who has No, nobody. wins? It, it's just, you know. I hate the AP poll enough, but they should be they should be number one.
1: It'll be interesting to see nationally how much credit Florida State gets for this win. If you watched the game, which some people firing off transfer portal takes who didn't watch the game, obviously. Um, if you didn't watch the game, you might not give FSU as much credit because Clemson looked so much better. I mean, it was, like Clemson did not look like the team against Duke. But if that's the only Clemson game you've watched, then... You might say, oh, it's not that big of a win. But a uh, massive win for Florida State. Okay. And I kind of like for them that they have the bye week afterwards. So there's no letdown chance, really, because you got the bye week. Exactly. And then you have Virginia Tech, who's the worst, one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah. So you're not going to lose to them. <laughs> um, and then you have Syracuse. And then Duke-Florida State, game of the year. Right. as we, And then, of course, Miami later on and all that. But as we suspected, any concern with the lack of run game for Florida State before we get to these other games?
0: Uh, you know what's interesting? EJ and I were kind of sitting there looking at each other because the uh, – I don't know if it was necessarily play design or, or just what Clemson was doing forced them to do stuff, but it was very uh, hesitant running. Um, like, for Florida State. Yeah, tr- well, even just the style and, and Trey Benson. I mean, like, normally you see that downhill, downhill, down like speed, and it was kind of tiptoey. I don't know. I, I, I think Clemson did obviously a great job and, and you're not going to see many defenses like that, um, you know, until you get to like a playoff or a championship type thing. But I'm not concerned because obviously they won the game. And again, you and I talk about this all the time with balanced teams. If you take something away, do I still have answers? And the answer was yes for Florida State. They could still mm-hmm. they could still throw it. Um, so I, I think um, I'm paying attention to it. I'm not concerned. I'm paying attention to it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. Okay, let's, by the way, Clemson with Syracuse next week at Syracuse. That is not a gimme for the Tigers, and we will talk much more about that game throughout the week. So stay tuned for that one. Let's talk about the game you were at, Mac. Number 17, North Carolina beats Pittsburgh 41-24. This was pretty dominant. Honestly, the score not even that close at the end because Pitt had that big kick return. But uh, Drake May throws a left-handed touchdown pass because, sure, he does. No turnovers for Drake May, which was huge. Three total touchdowns, and they just kind of handled their business. Pittsburgh, Jerkovic gets hurt. Pitt, honestly, just you lose, but also jerks hurt. I don't know what's going on with with Pitt. But UNC looked good again on the road. 4-0 for the first time since 1997? I think that's what I saw from Brian Ives, of course.
0: Of course, of course, the go. And uh, here's the deal. like UNC, again, they they just – haven't been able to win four in a row. Have had a lot of weird games. It's kind of that fourth game, um, and then to top it off, KG. These guys wear the stormtrooper outfits, yeah, the uniforms. Which all these fans are like, "What the heck are we doing? We can't win in those either. We're setting it up for failure." No, uh,
1: it doesn't matter though. This team's bad. good enough.
0: They broke it. They broke well. You know, or Pitt's bad enough. However you want to look at oh, it. But yes. they got it done, and uh, yeah, Drake made. I mean, just freak show. Um, you know, and he, he got hit a bunch, and some of it was his fault, some of it not, uh, you know, which is just a constant theme for North Carolina. Um, but the throws that he can make is it, just so freaky. And really, I, I don't think it's a surefire thing that Caleb Williams goes number one. I think Drake May has a real shot mm-hmm. at this thing. And I think the more NFL people that you talk to, that, that will come to fruition as we get closer to that time, you know, in, in April, May. But, uh, I mean, the the, the the awareness that he had – where he's taking off and running, ball in his left hand, fighting guys off, and then just shot puts it in yards, however, seven yards to the end zone. And, you know, he's just kind of looking at his hand like, did I just do that (laughs) that real? Um, And, you know, everyone else is is, as well. It's just – it's freaky to see. He's great with his legs. I mean, he can make so many things happen. Two rushing touchdowns, one that he kind of, you know, bootlegged out, one a, a quarterback sneak there. Um, I thought that they ran it when they needed to, um, you know, would have liked to have seen more than than 77 yards on 40 attempts. But mm-hmm. again, do what you got to do and specialty thing, you know, in this game, I thought the defense did great, uh, you know, at times there and, and, you know, Elijah Hussey, you know, a guy that a couple of weeks ago and in, in the app state game, I believe made a couple of picks and, and PBUs to win that game had a massive game in, in this one with returning a, a you know, special teams touchdown, having a couple of picks, maybe uh, getting his hands on the football. So Carolina now four and O KG has won four different ways with defense, running the football, throwing the football and now kind of a combination, but a special teams emphasis. This team's good. And, uh, you know, we talked to Coach Mac Brown Saturday night and he said, we, we, we have nowhere close played to where I think we can get. And so if a, a team can just focus in, really rally and get going, you know, how good could they really be? Um, I think it's exciting. And you've got Syracuse and Miami back to back. By week, though. You got it. You got the buy week, the bye week. UNC
1: up. and Florida State both on buys next week, which
0: Shelling. is out. not
1: great for the pod, uh, <laughs> but good for them.
0: <laughs> That's right. So a good point to rally a good kind of, you know, where are we? We're close to the middle of the second quarter, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a good time to kind of reset and really focus for a big push.
1: Mac, yeah, and look, North Carolina getting 4-0 and out of, or getting out of September 4-0, and thank you, is impressive because that looked like a tough slate going into the years, and it still was. South Carolina, App, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh, three power five teams, and App, who always gives you a great game. So that's impressive for North Carolina. Mac, the situation in Pitt makes me sad. I mean, you were there. Dracovic got hurt uh, when Bayer came in. He threw two picks, so you saw it firsthand. I mean, what's going on in Pittsburgh? Yeah. This team's, they don't look like a ball team
0: right now. I know, which is crazy. Uh, mm. I know how much effort goes into that. I know how much passion those coaches have and, and the players too, but you know, it's, it's just a weird combination of, you know, injuries and, and guys maybe not playing at the level that you thought, you know, I, I thought that the game plan to start the game was fantastic. Get the ball out quick, run the ball effectively let Phil kind of have one, two throw reads where he, he's moving, okay. And he started, I think, maybe six of six or five for five, and you know Pitt scored two mm-hmm. touchdowns. That
1: first drive was really good for them.
0: Yeah, they're they're looking great, and and then it just you know the wheels you know fall off a little bit, and you know of course he gets hurt, and and you know the other guy comes in, and you know the crowd's excited, and and just you know couldn't get anything going. So it, it's unfortunate. It, it just proves to me again how important the quarterback position is, KG, at all levels of football. I mean, we, we have truly gotten to this level at at least college and pro where if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not winning. It, it is so tough uh, to do now, and you have to have a guy. And they can solve and, and hide a lot of problems. If you don't have a great offensive line, you have a mobile quarterback, you're fine. If you don't have you know a great run game and you've got a dude at quarterback, you're fine. They'll make it happen. Same thing defensively because uh, you can just score more points, but if you don't, Man, it's tough. You've got to have a really, really good team. And, you know, unfortunately, Pitt just not quite there.
1: They are not. Okay, I want to go to these other two ranked teams, Duke and Miami. I want to kind of put them together, Mac, because they played um, lower group of five teams and they blew them out same. on the road. How about
0: that? How about 41-7 in both the games?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And same score. Thank you. That's, a, that's unreal. By the way, Miami has a bye week next week as well. Again, not good for the pod, but good for them. Duke has Notre Dame, so we know all about Ooh. that. But... Just handle your business, right? Cover, way to go. Miami ran the heck out of the ball, 323 yards. Duke completely controlled the game against UConn. That's what you want to see from two ranked teams going on the road and kind of, why are you playing these games? Uh, But still, handle your business. You don't even have to, you really don't. I mean, this sounds bad. You don't have to watch the game, but obviously their fans did. You don't have to worry about it. Like, they got it. They're going to handle it. That's what you saw from Duke and
0: Miami. And, and how nice is that? Like, when have we had that? Maybe not since right. 2017, right? 2016, whenever the ACC was really kind of at a peak that it hadn't quite been to in, in quite some time. It, it, it's impressive, okay? And that's what you expect from these teams. That's what you want from these teams. They delivered. They were able to do it. And I think the, the, most, uh, the most exciting part of those games is – the, the second and third quarter. When you're in the thick of the game, how are we executing? You know, Duke scores 20 points in the second quarter. Miami scores 17. In the third quarter, adjustments, halftime, let's come out firing. Both teams score 14 points. So they're handling business. They're running the football. Quarterbacks are playing at a super high level. Um, you know, we've kind of seen TVD have to do it and go crazy statistically and throw the ball all over the yard against AM. We haven't seen Riley have to do that yet. And even in the Clemson game, you know, he, he did not have a passing touchdown. I think he maybe was barely over 200 yards, if that. Um, I think he's going to have to take it up a notch, I don't think I know, against Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. you know, he's going to have to play well, and I'm excited to see that because we haven't yet statistically seen him go for 300-plus yards or, or, you know, multiple touchdowns in a game passing the football. So that's coming, a brand-new challenge, um, but both these teams really, really good and, and fun to watch Miami and Duke.
1: Well, and I think with Riley too, you might not see that as much, Mac. I mean, Duke Duke controls the game. They're very much a ball control team, and Riley's so good with his legs as well. You you might not like he still is showing how good he is without putting up 350 yards every game.
0: Yeah, you know? No question, but I just think against a Notre Dame, against an FSU, you've got to like best players got to play. You know, you, you've got to yeah. start the one
1: P five team Notre Dame played. They couldn't score. <laughs>
0: That's
1: right, Ohio State. That's right. It is Ohio State, though. Well, I Duke Notre Dame. More talk to come right. on that epic battle of blue bloods in the sport of college football. <laughs> Max Syracuse beats Army, twenty nine to sixteen. They're down ten to three at halftime. Yeah. Everyone's thinking, "Oh no, right. what is going on up in Syracuse?" But Garrett Schrader was—he only had five incompletions, and LaQuint Allen really good to see him yeah. going right. and and kind of taking over that role as the main running back. In Syracuse rallies, they score, what, 26 in the second half? Right. You got to play better, I think, to beat Clemson. But still, the Orange, 4-0. Again, Mac, this is what they do.
0: Yeah, and, and you know it's funny? I, I'm starting to, uh you know, some people like it, some people don't like it. But just the way he looks, the way he moves, how big he is at the quarterback position. Harris Schrader reminds me a lot of Cam Newton. He, he really does. I mean, the way that he delivers the football, the way he throws the football, I, I would love that. Him. Is high praise. It really is. Um, but this guy's good, and, and I just have think if he played for for Alabama or Georgia, right. I mean, this guy we would hear about him all the time. Yeah, just kind of like we are with Sam Hartman now, with with being at Notre Dame and all the national recognition that he gets. So I just have to think of these guys that are great players, really, really, you know, just impressive with things that they do. And what if, you know, they were at some big-time school that, that is on the national mm-hmm. scale all the time? He, he would be talked about every other day. And, and so, you know, I think that certainly the way that he's playing, the way that he's carrying his team was great to see LaQuint get involved and him not have to truly do it all. We saw wide receivers step up. And, you know, I, I think that offensively they're kind of figuring out who they want to be, who they are, and that's perfect timing because Clemson yeah. comes to town this weekend, and, you know, you're, you're going to have to pull out all the stops to get the victory.
1: Super excited for that game as well. It's so true though, Mac. Like Sam Hartman plays five years at Wake Forest. He what is the ACC's all-time passing touchdown leader? And we're the
0: only ones screaming about how and, great. Yeah.
1: Is. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, these national people are like Sam Hartman. Right. Sam Hartman. He's been playing college football since the Obama administration, and y'all did never talked about him. I mean, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely wild. crazy. It is wild. <laughs> Come on, people. Let's do our homework, Mac. Louisville. Ooh. 56 points this is a unnecessary dig but Louisville scored more how many times did the Louisville men's basketball team score 56 points last year I don't even know because that team was really bad Louisville beats Boston College 56 to 28 they do get up 28 points Castellano still did his thing but they cover Mac I knew Vegas was trying to trick me I knew it I actually got a game back on you this week by the way I went six and two you went five and three. Oh, Syracuse game was a push because they the spread was thirteen and they won by thirteen, so it didn't matter anyway. But Louisville five hundred and eighty yards, fifty six points, um, only four penalties when your your team's on the field that much. Jack Plummer was really really good. Jawar Jordan, he's trying to make his case for being one of the best running backs in the country. Mac,
0: yeah yeah, ACC Player of the Year type stuff. I mean, what he Uh, from an explosive standpoint, you know, scoring a lot of points. This Louisville team is so fun to watch. I mean, and it's so funny, you know, KG, we we kind of, we had an idea of what we hoped the offense could look like, you know, just with, with coach Brom coming in and the great things that, you know, he was able to do at Purdue and and the great players that he had. But with all these new guys, 41 new guys, I had no clue what it was going to look like. And, you know, can they mesh? Can they get together? Can they do this and that? And, the answer is a resounding yes. I mean, that they are forming together so quickly. The consistency offensively finally put together, you know, for, for a full game here now where it wasn't really good first half, really good second half, the whole game. I mean, they played excellent and explosive and, you know, taking shots from the jugular, the fake knee where, you know, quarterback sprinting right, kind of hands it off last second, and they're out the back door uh, and, and, you know, trying to score before the half. I loved it. I loved the aggressive nature Love what Louisville is doing here. And, and just so impressive to see Jack Plummer, Juar Jordan, uh, and, and of course, Jamari Thrash. Amari Huggins. Bruce got involved in the yeah, game. he did. Yard, uh, game there a couple of touchdowns. So I loved it, KG. And, and this is a team that, again, you know, the, Mark Packer, I think, was the, the strongest about this. But when you look at who they do not play and you look at the opportunity that they have, these guys can make some crazy noise and end up in Charlotte, not easily, but man, a a lot less of obstacles in their way than some. And, uh, you know, who knows? The cards might throw a wrench in this whole party, man.
1: They're still going to have to prove it against Duke and Miami because you're competing against those teams who are also competing for that spot. But they don't play Florida State. They don't play Clemson. They don't play North Carolina. It's crazy. Now, they do have NC State on a Friday night. And I want to talk about NC State, Mac. And then we'll get to uh, Georgia Tech because I think Georgia Tech's better than any of us could have imagined. But NC State... How do I say this? I don't think NC State is very good. Like that it's this game was ugly. Uh, we both took NC State to cover, which was which was stupid. And Virginia, yes, they're owned for they're struggling. But when you compare Virginia to like a Virginia Tech, at least Virginia is showing some life. Right. They're showing some life. They're in these games. They just have bonehead mistakes or a bad penalty or whatever. Right. But NC State's offense, they win. OK, I want to give them credit. The offense just can't do much, Mac. What were your takeaways from this ugly Friday night game?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I would, you know, just like to say that they've dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, it's it's not trending quite towards, I don't remember what year it was, maybe 2020, where they just.
1: 2020 when Devin Leary broke his leg. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wiped out. I don't know if we're quite close to that, but maybe we are. Um, And so they, you know, they had to face some adversity. And, you know, the emotion for Brendan Armstrong, I I probably should have. Thought that that would have played a little bit more. And he got booed. He did. Yeah, which is tough. Which is tough. Uh, Because I thought it would be the other way. I thought he would. I
1: get it. I get it.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, But, yeah, just – not, and and the fact that Jordan Houston, like, quits midweek, like, quits on a Thursday – uh, you know, it's not available for the team. They've been practicing with them. And he says, no, nah, I'm out, man. I'm a red shirt. That's crazy. It's a weird world that we're in. So they're dealing with a lot of stuff. And, and you know, as Coach Dorn said, like, life happens. And, you know, the good thing is we found a way to win. And uh, they did. I they did. know how hard winning is at, at the college level for both sports, but um, they found a way. But, yeah, you would like to see a little bit more and be more inspired offensively. Because, I, you know, we were excited coming into it. What would this Brennan and, and Coach and I really – you know, kind of remarriage look like, uh, you know, Concepcion played really well, six receptions for 116 yards, two touchdowns, but then nobody else.
1: Nobody else. You guys
0: have to step up. It can't just be one guy there. Lassane, you know, who I thought was going to be this amazing leader and stat filler, two catches, two yards. Like, <laughs> that ain't it. That's not doing it. So whatever they got to do, whatever they have to figure out needs to be done in a hurry because it's, it's going to get tough quick.
1: Yeah. Mac, you know, we we kind of, you and I do this too. We we group Virginia and Virginia Tech in the same category. I don't think that's fair. I'll watch Virginia play. They play with heart. They're exciting a little bit. is a wild card, but you know he's talented. Virginia Tech um, makes me sad. We'll save that game for last. Georgia Tech beats Wake Forest 30-16 to in Winston-Salem. I think Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech is making a bowl game. Did someone say that would happen? Yeah, you did. You called that one. Georgia Tech's making a bowl game. I'm going to guarantee it right here. This is a much improved football team. Haynes King had three, uh, no, two total touchdowns, but also rushed the ball well. The big story here, Mac, I thought was Mitch Griffiths with three interceptions. And I I know what this means, I think, for the most part. But explain from a football standpoint when Dave Clawson says his internal clock has to speed up for Mitch Griffiths.
0: Go back and watch Friday's episode because I explained it. I talked about that. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that and kind of talking it through out loud with you. And then I go and look at Georgia Tech stats, and they had one sack. And I was like, well, maybe not. You know, maybe they won't get to him. They had eight sacks in the game. They had ten tackles for loss. He's got to process things faster because teams are going to feast on him. And I thought that was a little uncharacteristic of Georgia Tech to not have more sacks than that um, and, and knew that their defense could. But – man, I don't know if I thought they'd get eight and really change the game. And, you know, even with the picks and timing of things, like he is very talented. He's a great quarterback, but things have to happen faster. And again, he's in five of his career. He might've been there for four years, but he's on the same kind of football experience level as Cade Klubnik. you know, a first year starter. It, it take, Quarterback is the hardest position in all of sports. There's so much that is involved. So, You know, as as nice as it is and and the expectations that we have for people to instantly be great, there is a process. And I think people, as we get more into this instantaneous help me now, help me now world, we forget that. It takes development. It takes time. And uh, these young cats that are playing for their first years, like we're going to see growing pains happen right before our eyes. The key is how do you respond? How do you grow from it? How do you get better? And this is going to be, you know, uh, unfortunate great learning tape in a loss, in a brutal loss, uh, you know, for Mitch Griffiths and Wake Forest, and they got to figure it out. But Georgia Tech playing really good, playing inspired football. I, I thought, again, that they've been much better than what their record has shown. And even that old Miss game, I mean, yeah, I know the score was what it was, but that's not what the game looked like. Like, it, it looked Correct. closer. If-, if you didn't look at the-, the score at all, you'd be like, okay, this is a close game, uh, the way that both of them are playing. Haynes King has been fantastic. And that kind of proves to me, KG, what I said about other teams with Pittsburgh. Quarterbacks can change everything. Like if you get a guy, you can change everything. And for him to have, you know, 50 yards rushing, 220 yards through the air, a couple of touchdowns, I mean, it's it changes things quickly. And it's a game changer. Looking good. Georgia Tech.
1: Absol- yeah, absolute game changer. Mac, In the internal clock aspect of it, when you've been in a system for four years, like how much of that, if you're a quarterback, do you just have? Like how much of that is innate?
0: Yeah. Well, think of think of how unique Wake Forest offense is. That's like, true. It is different. When you're doing that hang and bang, when you're doing the slow mesh, which is kind of getting back to the slow mesh, it's taking too much time, um, you're asking for it, right? It's not just a normal drop back and go type offense where Mitch has that feel his whole life. This is something where – Quite honestly, I don't care how much practice you have. There's nothing like live game reps, and yep. again, we're seeing that live. You know, he, he's he's probably gotten away with stuff for four years, but now he's getting hit in the back of the head and, and almost hurt doing right. Like because mm-hmm. like, oh, they're not going to hit me this practice. I can.
1: That's true, up. especially for a quarterback. Yeah,
0: and it, it's just it's not realistic. And we saw that with Cade. Uh, you know, in the Orange Bowl. You know, all year he's been practicing. He's doing stuff that you know, maybe he got away with all season long. And then now it's like, oh, these dudes are legitimately trying to hurt me. Like I have to get the ball out. Um, So that there's, there's no experience like game experience. And again, as I said, with young quarterbacks, you're going to see that kind of growing pains, if you will, occur. And it's just, it's all about response. How do you respond? How do you get better?
1: The last game here, Mac, Marshall beats Virginia Tech 24-17. to Rasheen Ali rushes for 174 yards for Marshall. Um, I don't have anything to say. This team, Virginia Tech is, and you know what I do to Virginia Tech fans, you guys are amazing. You deserve better. We've been saying it's a broken record. I think Virginia Tech, if these injuries persist and they don't get Ali Jennings back soon or Grant Wells, they're one of the worst teams in Power 5 for sure. Yeah,
0: and it's unfortunate. It's just
1: crazy because they're Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah. It's super unfortunate because as you just said of those fans and we're headed there, we're headed there this weekend. So we're going to see you. Can't wait. And you're playing Pittsburgh, which should be a good game. Find a way, find a way to win. Um, You know, they just deserve better and and it it stinks. And and again, I know these young men and these coaches do not want to lose. Like I get it. Um, They're not practicing to lose, but you you just wish that some things could fall in, in different ways. You just wish the guys could execute at a higher clip and, Unfortunately, I, I knew this is going to be the way this game went. I, I, I could spell it out for you that that Rashid Ali was going to just dominate. It's just what it was, and I could tell that you know the Marshall defense was going to feast. You know, six tackles for loss, four sacks, forcing some turnovers. Um, it, it's just what they do, and, and I had no doubt in my mind when the schedule came out, Marshall would win that football game. And uh, you know, how, how can Virginia Tech keep building? Again, the transfer portal, NIL. You have more opportunity now than ever to get better quickly. I mean, look how fast Florida State has closed. Right, it.
1: and you are a brand. Like you, you still are.
0: <laughs> right, so should make it be happen. at least make it happen. Keep recruiting. Yeah. Find ways to win. Find a way to salvage this season. Uh, make changes at positions if you have to. You got a young quarterback who I know just was suspended uh, for for you know, whatever it was team rules. Um, but is he your best opportunity to win? Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Like I said, we'll be in Hokie Town this weekend. Can't wait. Always That's right. one there. Uh, but another great episode, KG. A fun week. We dial it back a little bit. We got less games.
1: Well, everybody's taking the week off. I mean, can anybody work know. these days? We're
0: working. We're working, all right? We're busting it right out here. <laughs> Cannot wait. Game day going to Duke the first time ever. That's uh, really we'll cool. We'll cover that. In a super, super intense there. And just can't wait. So appreciate you guys with us. Uh, again, come join this party over on YouTube. I'm wearing freaking Florida State stuff. Here we are just losing bets left and right. We have a big time. We have a fun time over here, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. Also appreciate our friends over at Ingles for everything that they do for us. Uh, and, of course, we need you to go over to Apple Podcasts as well, the OGs. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you.